You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. InfoWars. Tomorrow's news today. On March 20th, 2003, the United States invaded Iraq. Exactly one year before the invasion, Alex Jones predicted it. So now everybody's going, wow, it really was the Iraqis. That's just because they're getting ready to invade Iraq. What a beautiful setup. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show and share the link today. Thursday, October 26, 2023. We have a jam-packed, very important transmission as always, but particularly today, Vivek Ramaswani will be joining us in the second hour to cover the waterfront, and then Patrick Byrne has the inside scoop on the escalating war in the Middle East. You do not want to miss any of this transmission. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Our answer to the Great Reset tyranny of the New World Order is the Great Awakening. I'm your host, Alex Jones. I want to air a 13-and-a-half-minute clip coming up at the bottom of the hour of Tucker Carlson where he really knocked it out of the park at a recent speech he gave yesterday where he breaks down the fact that everyone knows something bad is happening and things are about to get worse, and then he lays out how the social contract with the people of the West has been deliberately broken by the establishment, but he doesn't go far enough. So I want to introduce the clip and then add the rest of the story. And I'm not putting Tucker down. And, you know, I I talked to Tucker quite a bit privately. I mean, he understands the big picture, but I don't think he wants people to lose hope. But at the same time, you just got to be completely honest with people. And that is the globalists don't just not care about us. They want to hurt us. They want to depopulate us. That means they want to kill us. We don't just have a disconnected, out-of-control globalist elite that, that, that doesn't care. They know exactly what they're doing, though Tucker's absolutely right. What they've set up is going to blow up in their face, and there's a good chance they'll destroy all life on the surface of the planet in the process of that. Okay, so let's get right down to brass tacks. Uh, We've got this serious, tragic situation in Maine. Another, we believe the official story, lunatic, because they advertise everywhere that mass shooting is a thing. It's entered into the consciousness like a suit you can go buy at the store. It's an option like, oh, get a red car, blue car, or black car. Maybe a white car, maybe a gray car. Why just have suicide by cop where you can just go kill a bunch of people? 
Army Reserve, completely mentally ill, been in a mental institution last year for saying he was going to blow up and shoot up the military base. In almost every case, these guys say they're going to go do this. And nothing is done. If you're running around saying you're going to blow up a military base and you are a military firearms instructor, your ass needs to go to the mental institution for 10 years and get the Thorazine treatment. But of course, they didn't do that. And now 22 people are dead, 60 plus wounded. And they're going to blame gun owners for this. No, that's why we need guns to protect ourselves from this reported. They say he did it. He may be innocent, but if the story's true. And I got a lot of angles to talk about. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. All right, I was just on his show. It's gone viral, Vivek Ramaswamy. And he's going to be live with us coming up next hour. Patrick Burns got the inside scoop. I really respect him. Makes a lot of sense what he's saying on what's happening in Israel and the Middle East. What happened with the stand-down on October 7th. He'll be joining us coming up. We got the anti-Israeli view yesterday with Nick Fuentes. We'll get the pro-Israeli view with Patrick Byrne. We're trying to give you all the different angles here, unlike the corporate media and unlike some of the independent media. I'm not attacking independent media that wants to take a side. Uh, I'm trying to have a 35,000-foot view here. And, boy, there have been a lot of big developments on that front, huge developments on the war front, uh, also in Ukraine, big developments in the Democratic Party eating its own, and more and more statements by the attorney generals of different states, like Letitia James, saying white people are inherently evil, and so does the ADL. They teach that, but then they wonder why then the brown people are attacking the Jews. Well, you look white to them. So we've got some chilling clips of that. Also, remember the disgusting uh, Las Vegas teens that ran over the retired police chief because he was white and killed him? Well, now they flipped off the family of the police chief they killed and are basically celebrating. We have video of that. Uh, what nice people. But, I mean, he, he's white, though, so he deserves to die. That's what Letitia James basically says. White people are inherently bad because they have light Skin. That's a that's a quote. And of course, George Soros financed her and uh, put her into power. So, yeah, let's flip off the family of the guy you ran over and killed for fun. I got a feeling that those guys are going to have a lot of fun in prison because even quote run of the mill criminals are sick of this type of indiscriminate murder. You know, there's so many videos we never even get to because I just have so much other news, but I'm going to really start delving into all the footage of black-on-white attacks in this country that the media basically covers up. And imagine if the shoe was on the other foot, how people would feel. I don't want to randomly run over some black person jogging or riding a bicycle down the side of the road. Oh, look, there's a black person here. Let me just run them over. 
But it's acceptable now in America with many people. So we're going to be looking at that and tying it into Israel and all the things that are unfolding there. Also, there's a big report going around everywhere that Israel working with the Delta Force, and then the articles say with the Navy. No, the Delta Force is not with the Navy. It's the Army, though you can try out from any branch of the military. They're planning to, quote, nerve gas the tunnels. Well, that is international war crime. But then I did a little more research and remembered that Delta Force has done training, it's not classified, in hostage situations to spray opiate gas into tunnels or houses where hostages are to knock everybody out, and then you can go in and save the hostages. So I made some uh, phone calls, I'll leave it at that, and was told, indeed, that basically that's what Eric Prince was talking about Saturday when we were hypothetically saying, how could the Israelis go in and not cause massive casualties, both civilian and their own? And Prince was like, well, there's some other options. And he, he didn't tell me this, but that that is the option, and it is to pump not nerve gas into the tunnels, but high-powered, basically aerosolized heroin. You don't want to do fentanyl. That, uh, that'll kill a bunch of people. And, of course, it was declassified in 2000 that the Marine Corps was training to pacify riots in U.S. cities using helicopters and or drones, That's you know, that's 23 years ago, they already used the term drones, to deliver high-powered opiate gases to knock out rioting crowds. So we'll just get tomorrow's news today, and I'm not defending Israel just to defend Israel. And it's okay if you want to defend Israel. But what I'm saying is when I report these things, it's because it's the information we have we want to be as accurate as possible. I find it hard to believe that Israel is going to pump nerve gas in and then, quote, save the hostages by pumping nerve gas in. Because if you kill the hostage takers with nerve gas and they're right next to the people who are the hostages, what does the nerve gas do to them? And real nerve gas, VX, you name it, it doesn't matter if you're wearing protective gear, you're dead. It'll get through anything. One micron of it gets through a crack. It'll go through your skin and you're going to be seizing up and convulsing to death. So uh, the story that's even in the mainstream news, in my view, is absolute crap. Again, use your heads. Totally illegal, war crime, but it's worse. U.S. military that's a signatory to that is going to help the Israelis use nerve gas that's going to kill the hostages. Again, it's war propaganda, it's preposterous, and it's even in the Israeli news. Now, if Netanyahu's crazy enough to save his hostages, save the Israeli hostages and other hostages with lethal nerve gas, well, then, man, the IQs have dropped about 100 points in Israel. So we're, <laughs> I don't think that's happened. So, in fact, there's no way the story's true. So we do know that Hamas and Hezbollah have been caught making nerve gas, and they have got caught using it, and the U.S. and Israel, by the way, were backing the jihadis against Assad. And so the only use of nerve gas, chlorine gas, was by ISIS when the West was backing them against the Syrian regime of Assad. So I've kind of already covered that, but there's a big stack on that area. Netanyahu, we are the people of the light. They are the people of the darkness. Trump issues warning to Americans about the fight in Gaza, says it is coming here. I agree, it already has. Israel-Palestine war, Israel plans to flood Hamas tunnels with nerve gas. <laughs> Report Israel planning to flood Hamas tunnels with nerve gas under U.S. Navy supervision. 
The article says the Navy Delta Force. This is just not true. It's not true. It's like saying the Washington Cowboys. Uh, if you want to understand foreign policy, there's a clip that Cernovich has put out breaking down what's happening. I'm going to play that. Hamas fighters trained in Iran before October 7th attacks. I've seen the training. I've seen what the Iranians do. And I agree that uh, Iran admits they've been funding it. And I said that day one that I believe Iran was behind it. That doesn't mean I want to go to war with Iran. I'm just telling you what I think. And I'm not always right. So just telling you what I think. And I said on October 7th, Israel will end up blaming Iran. And I predict will bomb Iran. Probably just military targets and kill some of their leadership like we saw Trump do. And we'll see if I'm right again. Uh, before and after satellite images show Gaza's destruction. We'll be getting to that. We've got the open border news here uh, as well. Biden has let in that they admit it's much higher. Uh, more people. The number of illegals who've invaded under Biden is larger than the population of 38 states. So we're going to be uh, getting to all of that. Of course, a great graphic that really says it all. It's an image of uh, aircraft carrier strike force group. And it says uh, for Israel's border, uh, you've got a carrier strike force group. And for the U.S. border, you got a guy on a horse. And if he uh, whips his horse with the rope to make it go through the water, they claim he's whipping the black, quote, migrants. So we're going to be looking at all the angles of that. We've had more Jews attacked and cornered uh, around the country inside restaurants, inside uh, grocery stores, inside colleges, and I think any group being targeted for what group they are and attacked is wrong. And we've got the media uh, defending that and, you know, saying, well, you know, they, they, they deserve it. Very, very dangerous situation there. And you've got more riots around the country with uh, Hamas, Hezbollah sympathizers just blocking roads and pulling white people out of their cars and beating them up because, hey, Jews are white, so this is an old white man. Let's just beat him up, too. Hey, there's an old retired police chief on a bicycle. Let's just kill him. Why not? Everybody knows. Leticia James said white people are inherently evil. So why don't we come back and get into some of those clips when we return on the other side? I told you the last big sale was ending. Uh, the next big sale is here. The only thing we're keeping is, uh, or adding, I'm sorry, this is new, not Brain Force Plus. Brain Force Ultra is 60% off immune support. Organic green fibers, vitamin D3 gummies, down and out sleep support, whole food multivitamin, super full vitality, all massively discounted. The new sale is up and live. Check it out today, InfoWarsStore.com. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. 
You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical slash supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. I'm going to get into the left and their open race war they're trying to start. And Letitia James saying that white people are inherently evil because of their skin color. That's the attorney general persecuting Trump in New York. But I want to get into the tragic events that we have just seen unfold uh, in Maine. There's a lot of different angles to this and a lot of different takeaways. You have an individual, and they're, they're saying they think it's him. Even mainstream news is calling him the, the, the shooter. But, but I think we can still say that's alleged. That's how our system works. Maine massacre gunman Robert Card, that's the Daily Mail, was committed to a mental hospital after hearing voices. Firearms instructor, military firearms instructor, spent two weeks in a mental health facility this summer before killing at least 22 people. Now they're saying the number's down to 18. I, I hope that's correct. More than 60 wounded. More than 60 wounded. And then they talk about the entire state of Maine being on lockdown because he is at large, but now they think he went across the border to Massachusetts. So the answer is armed citizens, not disarmed citizens. And even though mass shootings are statistically up because they didn't really happen until the 1980s, it's still a very rare form of of dying, but nonetheless terrible if you're wounded or killed. So, again, is this MK Ultra? Was he a mind control subject? We don't know that. And you know why? Because the CIA under that program, MK Ultra, MK Naomi, and others, admittedly trained people to be assassins and mass shooters. And we know Sirhan Sirhan was drugged up and was just a decoy shooter. That's come out. And I'm not saying this was MK Ultra. I'm not saying that. I'm saying because there's a history of that, and, and Adam Lanza, the, the, the Sandy Hook shooter, was involved with the CIA, so was his family. That, that's in mainstream news. Look it up. Uh, the Unabomber, Theodore Kaczynski, was in the MK Ultra program. Source, Washington Post, LA Times. The stories are so old, you just have to go to a search engine and type in Unabomber's CIA and then click images, and you'll see L.A. Times, Washington Post. Uh, you can even see newscast from the 90s about it as well. And it goes on and on and on and on. Uh, the shooter at the Aurora movie theater, the Batman shooters, dad ran the government brain interface program and 
he was a volunteer in a mind control experiment. I'm not saying that's what happened there. I'm just saying it's weird this continues to go on. So we need to investigate. We need to look into here uh, exactly who this individual is, Robert Card of Maine. But he's now wanted on murder charges. They've issued the warrant with at least 18 dead. Some press reports are 22. We hope that's not the case. But the bigger takeaway here is how could they lock down the huge state of Maine and say, stay in your house? Are you staying in your house because there's other criminals out there? Maine only had 22 homicides in all of last year. It's one of the safest states in the country. Beautiful state. I was just up there recently. And very, very sad. But they're now calling to take your guns, take my guns. And, of course, in the final equation, it's known psychology that when you have a mass shooting, there's more mass shootings. Because it enters into the mind. It makes it an option. They noticed this back in the 30s and things with the Empire States Building when it was built, that when one person jumped, they had to put up fencing at the top, suddenly more people would hear about it and they would suddenly, even in a day or so, two or three more people would show up to kill themselves. Or if the press reported on somebody jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge, suddenly others would come. Yeah, that's an idea. So you have copycats. That's why they have a name for it. And the more this gets covered and the more attention there is, the more crazy people... What do you want to bet he was on serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs? It says on the insert of all the major SSRIs since the 90s that it's directly linked to mass murder, megalomania, delusions of grandeur, and suicide, a bunch of other things. So uh, even aquatic life from the runoff of the Mississippi River, there's so much of the chemicals in, in antidepressants going into the Gulf of Mexico that in the areas where they've tested the fish and shrimp, Shrimp will go up and start attacking a fish or a bird that's going to eat it. It just makes them like psychotic zombies. A small percentage of them, others just are docile and don't care and won't evade. You don't think I'm telling the truth. It sounds insane. Just search engine. Wildlife becomes reckless after ingesting runoff of SSRIs. Shrimp becomes suicidal when ingesting SSRIs. Shrimp become violent. I mean, they actually did federal studies on shrimp alone. I'm not joking. They even got shrimp on treadmills, a $15 million study they did as well. Guys, look up for the video of the shrimp on a treadmill. People don't believe it when I say it. So there's a small percentage of people, you put them on these, and they go into like a dream state. And then when they have a weird thought or they hear a weird thought, it makes them highly suggestible. That's basic psychology. And they go out and they do it. Suggestibility is very simple. Now, there's a shrimp on the treadmill. It was like a $14, $50 million study from memory. We look it up. So, and then they've tested this stuff on them and seen what it does. They then tested it in the ocean and, you know, tested the blood of the the, the different animals. And and it makes them either not care. That, That happens with a large percentage and just be careless. That's why they say it makes shrimp commit suicide. They'll just swim right up to a fish or a bird. That's bigger than them. But others start attacking. Fish start attacking. Birds start attacking. Shrimp start attacking. And you put, what is it, 60 million Americans last time I checked? Yeah, there it is. Antidepressants in waterways may make crayfish bolder, increasing risk of being eaten by predators. That's just a study on crayfish. But it's also studies on shrimp. 
So no matter how crazy it sounds, folks, I'm telling you the truth here. And normal suggestibility is you see an advertisement for a steakhouse and a sizzling steak and a big juicy baked potato and a side salad. And you go, man, I'm hungry. That looks good. I'm going to the steakhouse. Or you see a beer commercial at the beach and you know, ice cold beer and beautiful girls playing volleyball. And you think, man, I'd love to be at the beach with beautiful girls playing volleyball. Plus a beer sounds good. I'm going to go down to the 7-Eleven and get a six pack. Yeah, there's a mass shooters and psychiatric medications. Almost every one of them was on them. So we know what's going on, and the answer is not taking good people's guns. You know, we got an office full of people. They got concealed carry. We just say don't have it out in the open. Don't brandish it. You want to have it in your briefcase? You want to have it on your side? This place is an armed camp. We got armed security as well. Feel super secure. But if we had employees... Start talking about shooting people, they're going to be let go like that. And if they ever come, no, it's never happened, and they ever come back around, well, we're going to be, you know, watching. This guy said he was going to blow up the military base, reportedly, allegedly, and that he was going to shoot it up. So they put him in the mental institution for two weeks and then let him go. And you better believe he was on SSRIs. We don't know that, but I think it's a very safe bet. All right, we're going to go to break, come back with a huge Tucker Carlson news and so much more. Don't forget our new sales here, BrainForce Ultra, fast-acting, really clean, really strong, and goes away in about three hours. So I like it because I can take it at night if i got to work some more, but then still sleep good. It's really an amazing special nootropic. It's back in stock, 60% off, immune support, organic green fibers, vitamin D3 gummies, down-and-out sleep support, whole multivitamins, female vitality, they're all back in stock and discounted. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening defeating the globalists, and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send us to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support, but this is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Crashing through the lies and disinformation, it's Alex Jones. One more point, and I'll get into this more next hour with Vivek Ramaswamy about this mass shooter in the Maine that they locked the state down. Looks like he's not even in the state. Look how one guy can bring a whole system to its knees. And imagine the tens of thousands of Hezbollah and Hamas that they admit are inside this country. And what's going to happen if they pull each of them what he just did? Tens of thousands dead, total bedlam, and then they're going to set up more security services to come after the American people 
and conservatives and Christians and take more of our freedoms, and the government won't even get in trouble for bringing these people in. An incredible video I'm going to get to after Vivek Ramaswamy leaves us. The head of the illegal alien migrant program admits to turning loose hundreds of thousands of children to people and not even keeping track of them, facilitating the largest child trafficking ring in American history. That's a quote. And that she was even told by the head, Mayorkas, I want an, and his deputy, I want an assembly line. I want them turned loose to people even quicker. And that segues us into the Tucker Carlson video I'm about to play. It's posted on Infowars.com if you want to see it. Share it if you're a radio listener. Tucker Carlson warns, really dramatic, abrupt change is coming. Steve Watson article. And it's very important what he's saying. But I wanted to tell the rest of the story. He keeps saying the elites don't care about us. No, they believe they're filling the space as the alpha apex predator. And they're carrying out social Darwinism. And so anything horrible they do to us, we deserve it, in their view, because we put up with it. So when we see them moving heaven and earth to give $100 billion to Ukraine and other countries, as our nation literally falls apart, as inflation explodes, it's on purpose. It's a post-industrial world. They don't want you to have money to have a family or have children. They want to get rid of the idea of the West and capitalism and wealth and only want ultra-rich who are, quote, stakeholders to live like kings while all the rest of us are completely deindustrialized. And that's what Obama, again, famously told Africans. You can't have cars and air conditioning. The world will overheat, which isn't true, but he lives like a king. Your children are bad. They're really another gender. Your children are bad because they're white. They're inherently evil. All humans are bad. We're hurting the earth. You're being taught to hate yourself. You're being taught to not have a life force. You're being taught to literally believe the world's ending in 2030, as they've told you, because it is ending as we know it under Agenda 2030 that's designed to reduce the population by 90%. This is a real thing. This is the central issue of our age. This is what's happening. This is the global financial plan of BlackRock that controls 88% of world money and and property and, and, and assets. This is the social credit score. This is you will eat the bugs and like it. This is Tyson Foods, the biggest food producer and, quote, meat packer, saying, yeah, we just signed a billion-dollar deal to make you eat bugs and to put bug protein as the breading on chicken and everything else. They're, they're doing it. And by the way, the chitin protein is very, very toxic and poisonous. So it's all about demoralizing us, all about dominating us, all about totally controlling us, all about making us lower our standards in the West so the rest of the world doesn't aspire to those standards of a upwardly mobile society where my children are going to be better off than I was. No, children are bad. Humans are bad. Globalism is the answer. It's going to let you atone for being an evil human by changing your gender, by getting sterilized, by following all our directives because you're evil because you're white. Well, it's the white countries predominantly that still have the wealth and the idea of vacations and a two-car garage and medicine and being able to go to college. That's all being a race, ladies and gentlemen. That's why all these states are passing laws. Oh, it's racist to teach two plus two equals four. Remember Common Core decades ago? Now it's here. Totally dumbed down. Many school districts have 90-plus percent failure rate in reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's designed. Now they're saying pilots don't need to pass the old test because they're phasing out humans. It's all going to be AI 
Again, we're being made obsolete. And to make us obsolete, they've got to get us to turn loose of human civilization and allow us to be replaced by the robots and the self-checkout lines and the the bug farms because traditional agriculture is bad and hurts the earth and we got to cut the trees down to save the earth. It's all murdering logic. Here's Tucker Carlson laying it all out. I thought early, and I actually wrote a piece, not for the Daily Caller, I'm embarrassed, but for Politico, because I wanted to sort of drop a bomb into my neighbor's laps, um, and said, look, you may think that Trump is a ludicrous figure, and you know, you may be onto something, but fundamentally what he's saying is not crazy at all, and in fact it's necessary, and if you don't want to have another revolution in the country, you should probably start paying a little bit of attention to what the people beyond Washington think. And, and I thought then, that was January of 2016... I thought that that message was so rooted in common sense and also in observed reality that he would probably win, and, and he did. So I got a lot out of making that one call correctly in my life. Um, and I really did think that we would see, say, five or six, seven years hence, a, a political system that more closely matched that idea, you know, that the work product coming out of Washington would bear a little closer resemblance to what people wanted. And, of course, the opposite happened. It's crazy how that idea just went away, and no one actually believed in it, which that blew my mind most of all, including a lot of people I thought were on my side, including a lot of people who paid a lot of lip service to, you know, put the country first. I personally don't like the term America first because I think it is loaded, but just, like, just common sense stuff. Like, if something really dramatic in your country happens, like young people can't, I don't know, get married, you know, or buy houses or have any hope for a future that approaches, you know, the middle-class upbringing they had, then you've got a huge problem and someone should be responding to that. And if your economy is like on the brink of collapse, you know, if your country is literally bankrupt, someone would say that. And if food inflation gets so crazy that, you know, people are actually complaining about it, at least where I live, I spend a lot of the year in rural Maine. That doesn't make me an expert on the people or anything. I'm fundamentally a rich kid, obviously. But I do live among people who aren't rich, and they're, like, legit upset about what groceries cost, like, for real, and what gas costs. And now that we've drained the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, they're about to find out that it could get way higher than it is. So these are just real concerns. It doesn't mean they're the only concerns, but they can't be completely ignored or, or you're going to have a volatile situation on your hands and why wouldn't you? You know, angry people who feel like they have no recourse, who don't think elections are real, and they're totally right, obviously. Let's stop lying. There's a lot of truth in that. And those people are, you know, they have real grievances, legit grievances. And the only way to tamp those grievances down is not by creating some East German surveillance state, comma, which we have done, comma, or throwing people in prison for loitering outside the Capitol, which is their house, after all. That doesn't work long-term. It didn't work in Eastern Europe. It won't work here. The only thing that does work is kind of giving them not all they want, but some. Or how about this? Let's just start with pretending you care. But you know what doesn't work? Saying, we're going to spend $100 billion in other countries. And I don't care how virtuous the case those countries make is, and I don't care how much I personally may agree or disagree with what those countries are doing. That is immaterial. The job, the moral duty of the people running a country is to look out for the people in that country, period. That's always true. And it doesn't mean they can't help other people or whatever, but if they pay no attention whatsoever... 
And in a moment when every person, 350 million Americans, everyone, regardless of political affiliation, can feel that something bad's coming, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. I mean, if you've been to church once in the last year, have you thought about the end times recently? Yes, you have. Whether I'm serious. Because you can feel that abrupt change is coming, and that's very disconcerting. And so rather than reassure people that, you know, we kind of got your back a little bit, by the way, we're going to spend $100 billion on other people? Oh, and the border security part is purely designed to make it easier for more people to come here illegitimately. That's freaking scary, okay? So I don't have TV at home, and I don't watch TV. We haven't in years, because my wife is fiercely opposed to television. But obviously, I have some familiarity with the genre. So I'm thinking to myself, the other day, I was like, I wonder what they're saying about this on TV, but I'm just being honest, I have no way really of knowing. So today, I'm today, this afternoon, 2 o'clock this afternoon, I'm in the hospital visiting a very sick relative, and in the room, and I'm very focused on this, and it's you know, a drama familiar to everyone who has a family, and, and these are the saddest moments in your life, but I'm sitting there, and the TV is cranked way up because it's a facility for older people and no one can hear well. So when they watch TV, it's like, bam, it's loud! And it's a channel that I'm familiar with. I guess I'm familiar with all of them, um, having worked at all of them, and admit I've been fired from all of them. But, um, <laughs> but this is one I know well, and, and I'm thinking, well, I wonder what they're saying about all this. You know, because their job is to be, you know, opposed to this. And they take the White House briefing. And the White House briefing is just a humiliation exercise because it's administered by the dumbest person in public life. Like, so dumb it's unbelievable. And I'm not being mean. I feel sorry for her. By the way, intelligence is not a moral category. My dogs are dumb and I love them. So I'm not sort of judging her, but I'm just saying, as, you know, this is like a mouth breather, okay? And her... The whole point of her being the White House spokesmoron is to tell you that the people in charge have no respect for you, so we're going to put the dumbest possible person we can up there. And she's prattling on about Iran, and I'm just waiting for her. Like She doesn't know Iran from Innsbruck, okay? She has no idea what she's talking about, right? And I'm literally waiting for her to say, you know, to attack Saddam Hussein, the president of Iran, okay? Because literally her shallowness has no bottom. It's like a Zen cone. That's almost like a Kamala Harris line, actually. But anyway, and then they come back, and they're totally taking her seriously. And then the oiliest fake admiral spokesman who've ever commanded a ship can't run, literally can't run a Boston whaler. He's been a flack his whole life. Admiral, he's a liar, and I know him personally. He's a liar, and everyone who's dealt with him knows he's a liar. And they're like, well, he says this. And the upshot is here for the economic benefits, which, by the way, is not all bad, and I think a lot of them are good people. I'm not attacking them. I'm merely saying their addition does not make us a more cohesive country. It makes it a far less cohesive country, okay? No matter how admirable they may be, and I know some of them, and I really like them, okay? I've even met illegal aliens. I really like I'm just being honest. But if you have millions upon millions of people with no loyalty to the United States who are all on public benefits and the country goes bankrupt, what happens? You know, last time we had a depression, the country held together because Americans had a lot in common with each other. But what happens next time, honestly? Moreover, when your country's at war, civil liberties disappear. And we saw this in the last 20-year war on terror. And I supported all that stuff, and I I have egg on my face. I'm worse than that. I'm ashamed of the measures that I supported, which were, of course, turned against me. And the NSA got busted reading my text messages on Signal, which is supposedly secure. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's not. 
So keep the naughty pictures off signal, okay, because they're looking at them. Um, but they did that. They got caught doing it. No one resigned or even apologized, and that was all legal because of the measures we put in place the last time we were fighting the bad guys over a 20-year period that measurably weakened the country and from which we derived nothing in the end. So I'm merely saying maybe we should just pause for one second to ask, could we be doing that again, but at scale? Not one person. You're not allowed. Because everything is some moral argument. Well, are you on the side of the bad guys? No. And so I look at how this is arrayed, and again, I can't tell you how disgusted I am by the behavior of people who said they were conservative and cared about the country, and clearly don't. Because no one asked that question. They're all too afraid. And then the other side, the wackos running around calling for you know, the pro-Hamas people, decolonize, you know, they're mad at Israel for being white and they want to kill everybody. I, obviously, if, if forced to choose, I go with Ben Shapiro, okay? But I shouldn't have to choose. Like, there should be the America guy in the middle who's like, I have strong sympathies here, and I, you know, morally I'm on one side, but I'm an American and I've got a ton of kids. Well, I'll speak for myself. I am an American. I was born here. I will die here. I have a ton of kids, and I kind of want them to be able to live here in a country that resembles the one in which I grew up. And what about them? Shut up! Oh, shut up's not good enough, actually. And I just, the spirit of fear, and I hate to use the term, but groupthink, that has descended upon lawmakers and, I would say, movement leaders in Washington, where no one can say something that's completely obvious because, what, you're anti-Israel? Well, no one's going to call me anti-Israel. I like Israel. And one of the things I love about Israel, in addition to the fact it's beautiful and great food, took my kids there on vacation, is I like the Israelis. What do I like about the Israelis? They, they're proud of themselves and their country. I like that. I like secure people. But I don't, know, I don't know a single Israeli, and I say this as a compliment from my heart, I don't know a single Israeli who would jeopardize his own country's economy or safety for another nation. Because they care about their nation. Like, what the hell? I'm saying this as a compliment. But why would we do that? And when I see leaders on the left and right call for refugees from Gaza to be imported here, they're too dangerous for other countries, but we should take them? What are you saying? What are you saying about how you feel about my country? You're saying you consider it a trash bin. Throw the refuse there. No one else wants to deal with it. America will deal with it. Well, how about no? How about anyone who even suggests something like that? Speaking, I mean, speaking of a betrayal of your country, that's just telling me everything I need to know about how you feel about the United States of America. And I'm disgusted by it. Did you even think something like that? Really? And yet that is considered like kind of within bounds. And I noticed there are a few Republicans who are like, well, that could happen. And we're going to pass legislation preemptively to make sure it doesn't. It's like, why would we even have that conversation? That is truly nuts. It's nuts. And more than anything, it's revealing of an attitude that is poisonous and that everyone else in the country can feel. They know it. And again, don't look to me because I live in my family summer house. I'm not pretending to be, you know, what J.D. Vance actually is, which is a son of middle America, of working America. I'm not. But I try to observe and I try to talk to people. I like people. And I can tell you, I can promise you that the level of resentment toward those attitudes is extremely high. It's extremely high. And it absolutely should be.
see the speech in full, that's just part of it, at InfoWars.com and share it. Tucker Carlson warns really dramatic, abrupt change is coming. We can all feel it. We can all see it. So I wrote some notes here. Yeah, Klaus Schwab and and the globalists say they're going to collapse civilization and then social engineer you once you're totally poor through the social credit score and the universal basic income. So it's not that they're disconnected and don't care. No, they do care passionately. They want to kill you. It's like if somebody kidnapped your 10-year-old and raped and murdered him, you wouldn't just not care about them. You'd want to destroy them. Well, we've done nothing to the globalists, but they see us as eating their food, breathing their air, living on their planet. And it's a scientific plan. It's totally cold-blooded. And the only way to stop it is to understand that they're building an angrier world. They cut off the resources and then tell the brown people that the majority, it's the white people. And then the brown people watch the news and see a bunch of white people running things and go, I guess it is the white people. But it's the ultra-rich Chicoms and the Davos group and the Rothschilds and all of them know exactly what they're doing. And I made this point a lot this week. They teach Jewish children that you have an amazing history and you come from amazing people and you have an incredible culture and heritage. And I admire people that are proud of their heritage and culture. And then as an American, by our own corporate media, I'm told America's bad, George Washington's bad, let's take his statues down, and they are doing it. Versus Robert E. Lee, and I said it'll be George Washington next, and Thomas Jefferson, and it is. And then it comes out all over the news that in public schools and private schools and camps and places you wouldn't know, they almost all of the academics, I mean, I'd say 70% now are leftists, they're getting grants to do it, so they're paid to do it, and they're in there literally teaching children they're bad because they're white and teaching them because they're another color, they're special, and the white people are their enemy. But again, they're teaching all the children they're bad because they're human and hurting the earth, and they're teaching little boys they should be little girls, and little girls they should be little boys, making you every level of your life fundamentally hate yourself. And then you better take this shot so you can't get sick, so you can protect other people, and they give them $40,000 at the pediatrician's offices for every Hundred children under the age of two, babies, they give the shot to. And $53,000 for everybody they intubate with a respirator, with a ventilator. And they knew it was an autoimmune response. They knew that a ventilator would kill you 90 plus percent of the time. And it did. It's all testing. Can they kill us? Testing. Can they cut our resources off? And hoping we won't notice. And so to the CIA and the Justice Department and the think tanks and the universities, Georgetown and and Harvard and Yale that admittedly quarterbacked the lawsuits against us with their legal staff, pro bono and all the rest of it. That's on top of the 20 million they've spent in the last year trying to shut us down. That's in court documents. They're all going to be destroyed too. They're going to eat bugs. They're going to get chemtrailed. They're going to be 5G'd. But they're compartmentalized believing they're going to really build a utopia once they get rid of the old evil white men. So let's go to this clip. This is Letitia James, put in by George Soros, who also funds Hamas. Look it up. Listen to what she says about white people, period, in any position of authority. And then remember, it's not her doing it. It's BlackRock saying, we don't hire any more white males, period. And 90% of the new hires in the last three and a half years in Europe and the U.S. and Canada, Australia, New Zealand, same program, have not been white. Now, it sounds nice. It's the power, though, to only hire a group according to their color, that's to control those groups. 
and to make them be allied with this takeover. They'll get them too, and they're getting them as well. But but think about 91% was the number. I covered it two weeks ago. In the West, it's the same number everywhere, are not white because they're not hiring white people from dishwashers up to CEOs because, well, here's Letitia James. Stand up to an, an administration which is too male, too pale, and too stale. And there she is with the ADL, with her, and uh, the Muslims, saying, we don't like white people, they're the problem. Well, we know folks didn't like white people in Las Vegas where a retired police chief was riding his bike. We roll B-roll of that? You all know about that case. And they ran him over because he's white and it killed his ass. Well, now they celebrated in court and told the family, F you. They celebrated in court. We're going to come back and play the audio of that and then show the celebration in court. That's right. One more white devil out riding his bike, dead because of what color he is. That's about as Nazi as you get, but it's anti-white. And the ADL and BlackRock run it all, literally trying to say that your children, your baby, your month-old baby's bad because they're white. Let me tell you something. We're not going to howl Hitler, and we're not going to howl the ADL either. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. Thousands of former Nazis went to work for the United States government. A flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. President Kennedy has been shot. This is a different kind of war. The USS Liberty had just been attacked by Israeli jets and torpedo boats. The CIA could manipulate the news in the United States. They took the babies out of incubators and left the children to die on the cold floor. It was almost as if it were a planned implosion. It just tanked We need to go into the Capitol! You will always have conspiracy theories. They are nothing but distractions. You guys censored Harvard-educated doctors. You silenced those voices. What we want to do in Davos is push the reset button. Soon as we start exposing the Great Reset, the sooner these globalists start going to prison.
For many years, doctors have received bonuses for adherence to the latest drug therapy protocol. Drugs that are known to be dangerous, such as statins and antidepressants. And now we know that insurance companies are paying doctors to fully vaccinate your children. This incentive program for vaccinating babies can be found in the Blue Cross Blue Shield Doctor Incentives Booklet and specifies that every patient under the age of two that receives the currently prescribed 24 inoculations is worth a $400 payout to that doctor. For further motivation, they get paid by the hundred and they have to vaccinate a certain percentage of their total patients or they don't get anything. Blue Cross Blue Shield say that a doctor needs to vaccinate 63% of their patients in order to qualify. The average American pediatrician has about 1,500 patients and would have to have at least 945 of them fully vaccinated in order to get paid anything. At 40000 for every 100, this works out to $360,000. This is why most pediatricians won't provide care for families who don't completely submit to the latest childhood vaccine protocol. We are talking over a quarter million dollars, which is more than the average pediatrician's yearly salary. Research shows that an unvaccinated child's risk of death increases by over 5,000% when they receive the current vaccine schedule. And doctors are now beginning to use virtual reality to help them administer these poisons to children who instinctively know better. Oi! Você voltou! Você voltou! Nossa, eu não posso acreditar! Ó, oh, primeiro o pólen de gelo. É bem rapidinho. Vem cá, peraí. Uhum. Pronto. Agora o fruto de fogo. Mas, ó, vamos lá. Bem rapidinho. Peraí. Deixa eu pegar aqui. Vai, escudinho. Vai, escudinho. Funciona, funciona, funciona. Ah, obrigada, obrigada. Caramba, filho. O que você acha disso? É a primeira vez que eu vejo, em 15 anos da minha atuação profissional com vacinas, que a realidade virtual pode transferir a dor em entretenimento. Ele chorou em todas que ele tomou desde que ele nasceu. E dessa vez, não. Até achei que ela ia dar um showzinho aqui hoje. Porque quando eu era pequena tinha medo, mas agora não tem mais nada. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Thank you.
front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. So I've got a correction to make here as we start the second hour ahead of Vivek Ramaswamy joining us here in about 15 minutes. I was going from memory because I've seen the numbers in Australia, the UK, Europe, Canada, and it's around 91% of the new hires since BlackRock that controls the planet launched its new rules three years ago that, that only brown people or black people would be hired from dishwashers up to uh, CEOs. And then the crew's like, no, actually, we pulled it up from Bloomberg going after the national statistics here in the U.S. I'm sorry, I was wrong. And we'll, we'll put it on screen. 94% of new hires in the entire market in the U.S., the average is 91 in the West. So I was right about that. In the U.S., 94% of all hires at all levels was non-white. And it was directly because they were told by BlackRock, you will not get a good ESG UN score if you hire white people. I'm going to say that again. And then the airlines have said, we're not hiring new white pilots. So imagine the level of that discrimination. I mean, even if you're for this, who died and made BlackRock king? And do you think Larry Fink of BlackRock, with all the evil stuff he's funding, the, the eat the bugs, open borders, it's all the, 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 you know that combine. They're doing this to set the precedent for ESGs and the social credit score where if you'll accept, hey, we're only going to hire brown people, well, you'll accept, hey, we're going to fire you because you're a Christian or you didn't, you went out and protested open borders. It's about punishing you. It's the next level of not just surveilling you and censoring you online, but censoring you in the real world and the social credit score, central bank digital currencies that are programmed to tell you where you can spend it and with who. And then once the precedent's set, Oh, it's to help the brown people. They just cut off the food in the third world for almost three years. We only had lockdowns for a year here in the West, some places a year and a half, like Australia. Three years starving 80-plus million people to death, then organizing the survivors as refugees to come here to fully weigh us down and collapse us. No, they want to kill those people too. But they dangle free student loans and forgiveness of loans and reparations to control people and get them on board. So this is from Bloomberg. Bloomberg Business. Bloomberg.com. Look at this. And it's how proud they are uh, at Bloomberg and BlackRock that in the United States, only 6% of new hires for the last few years were white people, 94% non-white. Now, if that isn't discrimination, I don't know what is. And they think people are so stupid they can only see this in the first order of magnitude. What about the second order, third order, fourth order? And in the future, you say, well, I'll just be a farmer and live out here on my own. Well, they're just not going to let you even operate or buy fertilizer. Because, again, you're not a black-owned business. This is cold-blooded. It's absolute discrimination, but it's what you would expect from the system. So here's Letitia James when she was running for attorney general talking about anybody in government that's white is the enemy, and we can't have that. And there she is with this ADL and the Islamists just up there on the stand, up there on the stage, doing all this. Here it is. Stand up to an, an administration 
which is too male, too pale, and too stale. Oh, we know you won't be silent because you work for BlackRock because they want a black face like Obama on cutting off the resources of the third world. And you're about to kill and starve to death billions of people and then use the survivors to overwhelm the West. Well, you've got to have a black face on it. Meanwhile, it's trickled down to, I guess, a Hispanic and a black man, young, young men. Everybody knows about this case, but, but now we've had a response to it. Let, let, let's go ahead and roll the video a few months ago, where they see the old white man and laugh, so they run him over and kill him on his bicycle because it's so much fun. And then now they're back in court yesterday, flipping off the family and celebrating and having a great time. Go ahead and just play both clips back to back. All right, go. Go, go, go. Tip and move in. That white devil. Apart from each other in district court Tuesday to set a trial date, 18-year-old Jesus Ayala and 16-year-old Jameer Keys were seen giggling, conversing, covering their faces from media, and flipping off the probe's family. How can you sit there after taking a man's life and act like such an entitled per- it's a scene that made the family of retired police chief Andreas Probst livid. His daughter Taylor shocked by the callous conduct. They really have no remorse that this is just a game to them. Metro police say Ayala was the driver and Keys the passenger in an intentional hit and run that killed Probst on August 14th. Probst was cycling in a bike lane north on Tanea Way near Centennial Parkway in the Northwest Valley when he was mowed down. Video from grand jury evidence released Monday shows Ayala joking around with an officer in the back of a police car following his arrest. On the news last night, I once again saw a brand new piece of video that I never seen before. Ayala's public defender, David Westbrook, argued in court he saw the body cam footage on our channel for the first time. I don't know if I need a press pass to get discovery, but I would certainly like to get some discovery in this case before the media gets it. However, the evidence was not obtained through prosecutors, but through a public records request. My understanding is that it was a grand jury exhibit. Judge Jacqueline Bluth acknowledged media is allowed access to grand jury exhibits. Still, Westbrook told the judge he's concerned about finding fair jurors in the case because well, of the hit media pause, attention. Back it up to that judge. Uh, you can tell. And, and I've seen reports like 40% of Congress is on serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, and something like 30% are on Adderall. Look at that judge's eyes. I mean, these people are all whacked out of their gourds. 
Oh, but don't worry, she has a pink gavel. I mean, look at these people. Our country's poisoned. We're the most drugged out country in the world. And these young punks are so stupid, they don't know they can get the death penalty, and they're laughing and giggling and think it's funny. They're called psychotics, not just sociopaths. And again, we've got competent women and competent people with brown skin to be judges or pilots. But what they're doing is they're going out and getting political operatives that will do anything. Look how much the public defender loves this guy. It's so funny and tries to blame the prosecutors who didn't go out and get the video, didn't go check and know there was squad car video because the case just started. And he acts like, oh, you're holding back evidence from me that my client was celebrating in a police car that they just killed a white devil. Because they believe they've been given carte blanche, green light, to go out and carry out open season on people if they're white. You want me to play about an hour of knockout game footage? I can. People dying, from, people getting pushed in front of trains, and the media covers it up. In this case, it came out. All right, Vivek Ramaswani set to join us to cover the waterfront and so much more today. I'm Alex Jones, Infowars.com, and Band Out Video of the Coordinates of Liberty. This is all funded by George Soros and the CIA. Every bit of this, Letitia James, all of it. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. Your voice counts. When you share information, be it over the internet or in person, it changes the world. The globalists know their agenda is unpopular. They know you're angry. And now to get around big tech, it's more important than ever that we use every tool we've got. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you sign up for our free news and show alerts, you can then take those alerts, those articles and those live feeds both the regular shows and special reports, and share them with everyone you know. Take action now by texting the word NEWS, N-E-W-S, to 833-470-0438. That's 833-470-0438 for InfoWars emergency news alerts. Or text the word SHOW to 833-470-0438 and receive live show notifications. Take action now, create the chain reaction, and tell others to share those texts. Get news alerts at 833-470-0438. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. 
Joining us is the number two candidate, hands down, in the Republican field, and the only real person out there in the Republican field that I think that would make as good a president as President Trump, and that's Vivek Ramaswamy, so he doesn't need really any introduction. Vivek Ramaswamy on Twitter, Vivek2024.com. We've got him till about 45, 50 after or so. Vivek, great being on your show. Wow, huge reach. It's really gone viral. People really appreciate that. Thanks for letting me have an uncensored uh, voice. Uh, but let's talk about the world today and why you're so popular, because you're one of the only informed candidates that actually has solutions and that resonates uh, with uh, the, 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 the populist awakening. I know you don't like terms or labels. I don't either, but people still need labels. How would you describe yourself? And then let's let's cover whatever subject you want to hit first. I've got a big list of questions here. Super PAC cancer on American politics, avoiding World War III, Ukraine war corruption, Nikki Haley corruption, shutting down deep state, and how to actually do it. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, thanks for the time. Yeah, it's good to talk to you again, Alex. And I would describe myself, you're right, I'm not a big I don't think these labels are particularly useful because once you use it, it then gets diluted and means something else. But if I had to pick, I'm an American nationalist. I don't think that the nationalist label has to be a negative word. I think America is founded on bold revolutionary ideals that date back to 1776 that unite people across their differences in this country, across our genetics, were brought together by a common set of ideals And my belief is that I am a citizen of this nation, not some nebulous, vague, global citizen fighting climate change somewhere. No, I'm a citizen of this nation, the United States of America, and that as your next president, what I'm running for, my moral obligation is to the citizens of this country, period, not to anybody else. And I think that's a clear vision of how the U.S. president should operate. That's part of the reason I'm running for U.S. president is I think we have lost that sense in our country. We ought to revive it, but that's the label I would use, and I'm using the Republican Party as a vehicle to advance a pro-American agenda. I'm not a partisan hack, but I do think that I care about this country. I'm an unapologetic nationalist and will not apologize for the ideals this nation was founded on. And yes, we have a two-party system, and I'm using the better of the two to advance my agenda. Well... (laughs) You've got the floor here because they fight really to censor you. When you surge to number two and we're climbing, the the entire corporate system turned against you. Some of the Republicans turned against you because, as you said, they're just reading off the script given to them by their donors. It's so refreshing because everything you say is not from the donor class. It's it's, it's from true Americana. And, you know, there's something interesting I've learned maybe to lift the curtain on this a little bit, Alex, is my first book was a book called Woke Inc., right? I wrote it in the aftermath of the George Floyd death and the BLM protests. This back when I was a CEO of a, you know, multi-billion dollar company I built from scratch. Comfortable job. There's backlash because I don't back BLM or because I refuse to make a corporate statement. I had to step down from my job as a CEO. And then I wrote this book, Woke Inc., to lay out the infiltration of corporate America. And I laid that out. So I was talking about woke culture. I've been probably at the leading edge of talking about the transgenderism epidemic in the country, climatism as a cult. And what's interesting to me is in the Republican Party, those messages all land pretty well, actually. They're controversial in some circles with the left, but I've been embraced by many on the right over the last several years through the multiple books that I've written about wokeness, about victimhood culture and everything else. 
And at that time, Alex, I thought I was hitting the third rail, right? This was the topics that in the worlds that I was in, in corporate America and in, you know, elite America that I, you know, wasn't born into it, but have lived it for a time. It felt like I was speaking the things that you're not supposed to speak. And in a certain sense, I was. But what I've really realized in this journey is that it's like your eyes are opened, actually. It turns out I wasn't really hitting the third rail. <laughs> Every Republican candidate running for president is perfectly comfortable saying that, you know, women shouldn't be competing with men in swimming competitions or forced to compete with men in swimming competitions. And, and I believe that, too. But it turns out we all agree on that. And then what we end up having is this pissing contest of who's more anti-woke, exhibiting more outrage about such a thing. The real third rail, I'll tell you what it is. It's foreign policy, right? And so I come out here, I reject the neocon vision of the last 25 years, the vision of liberal hegemony, that it's the job of the United States to fight somebody else's war halfway around the world when we should be protecting our own citizens here at home. I'm a George Washington America First conservative. That's a positive American nationalist vision. And what I realized actually was that while I thought I was hitting, while I thought I was actually taking great personal risk and hitting the third rail on the woke issues and otherwise, and, you know, I did take serious personal risks based on the world that I was in, much of the conservative or at least Republican, traditional mainstream Republican ecosystem embraced me for that. But it's really when I started talking about America first principles in foreign policy, and these are my views, to believe that my sole obligation is to advance the interests of citizens here in the homeland, to protect American lives, not to protect some other separate interest. That's really when I realized that, no, 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 it wasn't the woke stuff. That, that was easy by comparison. These are the issues that really hit the exactly. nerve of the mainstream you, you, in both parties. You hit right at the core. So you've committed the crime Donald Trump committed in, in that he made it about America first and about peace. And, and look at the peace we got for four years. And look, it's like a switch got thrown with O'Biden. And now we're living on the edge of World War III. We are marching our way into World War III by the day. And I'm genuinely worried. I mean, some of these people, corrupt politicians in both parties, stand to make money as we march our way into war. I mean, Biden's version of this is simple. His son was paid $5 million by Burisma to sit on their board, a guy who has no qualifications to work at a local gas station or a fast food chain, let alone to sit on the board of an energy company abroad. And yet this is a guy who has made $5 million or or more for all we know, but at least $5 million from doing it. Do you think it's an accident that they're now sending hundreds of billions of dollars of our taxpayer money to fund a war with that same country? Now, people will say, are you some sort of sympathizer with Russia or Putin? Forget that. I wouldn't trust Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin is no, he's a craven dictator. There's no doubt about it. But just because Putin is bad does not mean that Ukraine is good. And I think that that's the trap that they've lulled the American people into accepting Forgetting the fact that Ukraine is a country that has banned 11 opposition parties. It has consolidated all of its media into one state TV media arm. You know, interesting, there's a discussion to have in America. And now they're course, openly but. saying outright ban the Orthodox Church that, 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 totally. that, that, that predates even Russian culture, the oldest institution in Ukraine. It's anti-Christian, fundamentally. And so the irony is, you think about Christian engagement in other parts of the world, look at Ukraine that's hostile to Christians in its own country. By the way, it says it won't hold its elections this year unless the U.S. forks over more money. And the regions that are occupied in eastern Ukraine, they are Russian-speaking regions, right? These are regions that 
the majority of people who live there don't even view themselves as part of Ukraine and also regions that haven't been represented in the Ukrainian parliament for the better part of a decade. Well, well so, that's right, Vivek. We got to go to break. Stay right there. Okay. Really honored to have you. Amazing. And I want to get more into how do we stop World War III, but I want to also just get into Israel and, and Hamas and, 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 and then uh, just the, this mass shooting in Maine. And just look, it seems like it doesn't seem like it's happened. Things are burning down. The, the inflation, all of it. Vivek Ramaswamy is our guest. So many people say to me, Alex, please stop being so negative. Well, for me, admitting I've gotten a rotten tooth and going in a root canal is not negative. It hurts. It stinks. It's got pus coming out of it. I go to the doctor, they fix it. That's not negative. I'm not living in denial. And so think of globalism as being hidden as an infection that we didn't feel yet, but now it's come to the surface. That's actually a positive thing. And so, yeah, Trump did overall a great job. They stole the election. We can't get down about that. We have forced them out in the open. So now they're trying to suppress us because they know they've been exposed. They're scared. That's why instead of saying, oh, we're a bunch of losers, look what happened. No, we're a bunch of winners. They're trying to suppress us. Let our light of truth shine and tell everybody what's happening. Your own website, your own show, my show, other articles, other videos. Just keep sharing however you can and realize we're in an information war. We're going to win this together. And the fight starts at InfoWars.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Live. Live from Austin, Texas, it's Alex Jones. All right, he is the number two guy right behind Trump, hands down. And if they put Trump in prison or kill him, uh, I mean, it'll, it'll be Vivek, probably the uh, nominee, or maybe he'll surpass Trump. Uh, so obviously, I went back and researched him. I, I've seen him uh, in the last few years really do a crash course in awakening, as he just said. Uh, I mean, I think he's a great guy, and that's why the establishment's been attacking him. But you were finishing up on how to avoid nuclear World War III, that I know you're front and center about these super PACs and how they control uh, the parties and your fight against them. Please continue. Yeah, so on Russia, Ukraine, it's pretty simple. Do a simple peace deal that's reasonable, okay, that says the Russian-speaking regions that are already occupied, we're not going to fight a war with a major nuclear power in the form of Russia over that region. They get that deal. They also get a hard commitment that NATO doesn't admit Ukraine to NATO. NATO's been a disaster. We should have said that up front. We probably could have avoided this war, but say it now. But in return, we require that Putin exit his military alliance with China. The Russia-China military alliance, that's what worries me. And we are pushing Russia further into China's arms because of these disastrous policies we've adopted with NATO and arming Ukraine to the teeth. And that's a disaster $200 billion of our own money and resources going to fund this war, it's wrong. So my foreign policy, Alex, is pretty simple. Avoid World War III, declare independence from China, period, and then secure this homeland. Cyber defenses, border defenses, missile defenses. In fact, people don't pay attention to this one. Super EMP defenses, electromagnetic pulse attacks that we could be vulnerable to that take out our electric grid in a matter of days. 
Nobody's talked about that. We're as vulnerable as we've ever been. In fact, that's our Achilles heel, Americans according to all the experts. The and we're talking a $2 billion, $3 billion fix. There's no backups. There's no shielding. An enemy could do it or a solar flare could do it. And the, the, yep. the estimates are 90% die within one year if the power grid was knocked out. I mean, this is, this is the Achilles heel. And nobody's talking about neither party. Well, we're forking over hundreds of billions of dollars to somebody else's war halfway around the world that makes Joe Biden rich. And you got politicians of the Republican Party that get rich off these foreign wars, too. And part of what I see in this race is you got George Bush and Dick Cheney took us into wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Six and a half trillion dollars spent. Thousands of American lives sacrificed. I'm going to put an end to that nonsense, but we got Dick Cheney 2.0. That's basically the Republican primary, minus me and Trump in this race, who are the only two America First candidates. Now, you know, I'm of the next generation, and I think that's what it's going to take to lead us forward. I've got fresh legs, but we've got to talk about that's a separate point. It's Dick Cheney 2.0 in the modern Republican Party that they're trying to bring back, and that doesn't advance the American interest, and they're marching us into World War III while a bunch of people get to buy bigger houses in the Republican Party along with it. And it's shameful corruption that's actually tainted our system. And that leads us right into the super PACs and how all the other mm. candidates, other than you and Trump, just regurgitate the, the, the talking points. And it, it just goes on and on. And what good is their money if we're in a nuclear hellscape? Uh, so, so, so you've really seen this from the inside and been attacked yeah. by it. What's your critique of, of, of the PACs? So here's my critique is we have a system that says... 3300 bucks is the maximum you can give in a primary and in a general. So $6,600 is the max you can give. That's a lot of money, but you're not going to buy a pan candidate for U.S. president with that sum. And that's a good thing. But it turns out, Alex, that's a lie. It is a farce. Almost all of the money that's being spent during this campaign season is being spent by the super PACs, where you have people writing multi-million dollar checks, sometimes tens. Soon it'll be hundreds of millions of dollars that one individual can give to one of these candidates. And so that turns these candidates into their puppets. It's like a law of nature. It's like as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, every one of these Republican politicians, Democrats too, dance to the tune of their biggest donor. Now, in my case, that biggest donor is me. And I'm going to keep it that way because that's part of how we declare independence from this corrupt system. Then you've got other candidates like Nikki Haley, for example. I mean, she has made a career out of making money off of her time in government joins the board of Boeing after years of doing special favors for Boeing as South Carolina's governor. Short stint at the U.N., exploit government connections to start a family military contracting business with undisclosed clients. So these people will send your kids to war and they will laugh making money as they do it so they can buy a bigger house. That's corrupt. It's wrong. And and somebody's foreign, she brags about her foreign policy experience. It shows in her bank account. But it exists, my point, in Joe Biden and the Biden crime family. It exists in the Republican Party, too. And that's why I don't care about partisan politics. It's corruption on both sides of the aisle. So I would put an end to super PACs. I would say that if you have worked in the government, you can't lobby the government for at least 10 years until you've left that government. You shouldn't be able to sit on the board of a company that you regulated. Think about the last head of the FDA now sitting on the board of Pfizer. Pathetic. So these are basic rules of the road. If you're working in Congress or working at a regulator, you shouldn't be able to trade individual stocks. Well, sure. I mean, we don't, let, we don't let foreign governments, at least they do now, but it's illegal, buy our politicians. Well, a corporation that's multinational is just as dangerous as a foreign government, especially when it's BlackRock, so I'll with China. But, but I want to talk about big picture here. Yep. You surged from nowhere to 
the number two position in a field of what 10 people or whatever it is uh, or maybe bigger because people are ready for something new and they can tell you're smart and you are saying the things that they believe and they stand for and they are the constituents they are the voters but look at Javier Milley, Millet. Look at all these others. Yep. Look at Bolsonaro. They're set to win elections. You know, he's in a runoff right now. They indict him for saying the socialists and communists have devalued the currency. Well, they have. He's not the one that devalued it. So that's why a lot of other Republicans aren't willing to have courage like you or Trump is because I have no doubt that if Trump dies of a heart attack tomorrow, God forbid, or has a stroke or, die, or his plane blows up, they assassinate him that you will catapult into the number one position and that they will then indict you. I mean, Vivek, you're a smart guy. Everybody knows that. I mean, you've, you've had to have thought about the reason the Republicans sit there and go with this establishment is they're cowards. You know, they are a bunch of cowards and they're bought and paid for, which is, which is really the travesty in this. And, and some of the things you said, I don't want those bad things to happen. I mean, I want to convince the people of this country through the front door, but I respect the heck out of Trump and his, his national service to this country. And I will respect his legacy more than anybody else will. It irritates the heck out of me to see the other candidates who have licked his feet for special favors that they tried to get from him now criticizing him and Monday morning quarterbacking him. That's wrong because they're allergic to the America First movement. That's why. These people want to go back to the Dick Cheney old world view because they're donor masters. That's exactly how they make money. But I reject that vision. So for me, yes, if you're going to go after the swamp, is the swamp going to strike back? Absolutely. They already are. If you're going to go after America first foreign policy, is the military industrial complex going to be upset about that and strike back? Yes, they will. But if you're guided by your sense of purpose, and I really mean that, I think God put each of us here for a purpose. We're here to pursue it. Well, you know what? I don't think anybody, anything's going to stop us. And this country has given me and my family more than we could have ever wished for or imagined. My parents came here with no money. I couldn't have wished for another thing in this country. We were raising two young sons. My wife is living her version of the American dream. She's a surgeon, saving lives every day at, at Ohio State Hospital here in Ohio. The question is, how do we give back to this country? And so, yes, my view is it's going to take somebody coming from the outside with fresh legs from the next generation to take our America First movement to the next No, I level. totally agree. And, and, and so that's why and, I'm in this. Totally. And, I, and that's why I, I brought up Javier MLA. He's and, great. And the rest of it is. People this are hungry for young, smart people. We don't care, call, care what color they are. We care that they believe in the country and believe in humanity and don't want to be part of this predator class. And so obviously you don't want to climb over the dead body of Trump. But I really respect Tucker Carlson's view, and I've had the same view, and so does Jack Posobiec. One way or another, they're not – I mean, I, they, I believe will blow his airplane up, and I'm not trying to be a prophet here and say it's going to happen. I can just see the trajectory and the escalation – of the deep state, and I'm just simply being honest here, not trying to be macabre. You're a smart guy. You've thought this through. You just said, yes, I have. As soon as they're done destroying him, they're going to move on to you. And I think the, the viewers and listeners need to realize that this is serious. They already sent a guy, uh, you know, clearly with all these weapons and the rest of it, uh, you know, to RFK's event, and they won't give him Secret Service protection. So I just want viewers to recognize you are a man in the arena that Teddy Roosevelt talked about. It. I admire that. So you ask the question, I see you all over TV, why are they cowards? And I think the final equation is because they know they'll get indicted or their heads blown off. And the answer is you stand up to the system, the system will crush you. That's what it's meant to do. But my view is this. If you're guided by your sense of actual purpose, right, if you believe that you're put here for a purpose, you don't stop till you achieve it. That's the way I've lived my life. And so you can't live in fear. 
Okay, if you're going to live in fear, you're not cut out to life. The whole point of life is pointless. There's more to life. Well, I mean, plus, there's not just evil. I totally agree. I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm saying, yeah. And again, we're ready. Do- we're ready for it. Is the answer, Alex? I'm ready for it. We we know what we're getting our way into. You strike the swamp, it'll strike back. But take out the deep state at home. Declare independence from China abroad. Revive the ideals of the American Revolution in this country. That much I think we can do. And I think that we're working with totally a agree. short window of time. We don't have a lot of time we're working with. 20 years from now, I don't think we have a country left. But if we get this right in this window, I think this might be our last best chance to do it. That's what gives me my sense of urgency. And so, yeah, I think as a guy from a little bit of a different generation coming from the outside, not bought and paid for, independently able to do this myself. Yeah, I think that's our last best chance. That's what guides me to do this. I'm optimistic that we have a chance to, to actually get this done. Trump built a great foundation. Now we get to build on that foundation to take this to the next level. That deep state at home, it's the real dirty little secret of politics. The people who we elect to run the government, not even Biden, they're not the ones who actually run the government. It is the cancerous bureaucracy underneath. And that's and my next question. You talk a lot about this. power to do it. How do we take out the deep state nonviolently? Yeah, so you got to get in there and have somebody who understands the Constitution. We have the current Supreme Court right now that agrees with me on this. 75% reduction in the number of federal bureaucrats. That happens instantly. Shut down agencies one by one. IRS, FBI, ATF, Department of Education, Nuclear Regulatory Commission, CDC. You can't reform them, right? Other, other Republican candidates will think they're really not. Shut down the deep state. Forget, we'll get to Congress the year after. They can sit in the sidelines. They can go to the beach for all I care. Get that done. Fix the actual bureaucratic cancer. Then in year two, we start passing actually good laws going through Congress. And by the way, that's why and they're so, so scared. That's why they're so scared of Trump getting scared. back in, because he now understands what, what we now understand in, 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 in hindsight. And the, the deep state is unpopular. It's unconstitutional. 90% of people don't like the things it's pushing. And so as long as we just cut the heads off nonviolently but remove them, they have no more power. But that's why they're so insecure, because they realize how tenuous their hold is. We had a 1776 uh, revolution. You know, you know, India had one, and, and, and people went through hell to do it. So many other revolutions. We can do this so peacefully if we just get a good president in that understands. In the time we have, there's so many other issues I could raise, but closing comments to our audience, Vivek. I'd say, look, Donald Trump, he rolled that log over. We saw what crawled out. I am bringing the pesticide, all right? And so if I'm in that office, I will take him as my most valued mentor and advisor, but it's going to be all of us playing our role to clean this up. And the last thing I'll say, this may be a bridge to a future conversation, the swamp doesn't just exist in the government. It exists in our other institutions in the private sector, too. So it is this government industrial complex. That's where I was going. That was my last question. I, I forgot to ask it. The censorship, I mean... Uh, uh, Professor Epstein, they're they're documenting. They're they're already stealing it again right now with the controls, not at the ballot box, but with big tech blocking news, blocking stories. The Hunter yep. laptops, uh, you know, iconic and an example of that archetypal. But uh, obviously, you having the courage to have me on—that's a symbol of we don't all agree with things, but let everybody get to speak. As Bill Maher says, yep. can you can you speak to the First Amendment, and the censorship? So I'm a free speech absolutist. That's what this country was founded on. Even speech I disagree with from the other side, I will always stand for their right to say it. That's what it means to be an American. But what the government's doing today is they're using these tech companies to censor speech through the back door that government could not censor through the front door under the Constitution. They're threatening companies to say, if you don't take this down, then we're going to regulate you or break you up. Well, guess what? That's a violation of the Constitution. 
if it is state action in disguise, the Constitution still applies, period. So I swear an oath as the next president to the U.S. Constitution will put an end to those behaviors. And here's what I'm going to do. Anytime a government official has pressured a private actor over the last 10 years to take action that the government actor couldn't take directly, we're going to publish it for the whole public to see. Elon Musk did a version of that at Twitter with one company. We're going to do that across the board. We're going to see how ugly this problem really is. And then that's unconstitutional behavior right there. So I'll swear an oath to the Constitution. I intend to keep it. That's exactly how we start with free speech and open debate in this country. And I, and I say this to people on the right as well, right? I mean, you've got certain people saying on college campuses, you know, we have to ban speech that's anti-Israel. You see Ron DeSantis just apparently instructed Florida universities to say that they cannot, they have to disband certain student groups. Now, my view is I think these student groups are insane, being pro-Palestinian or whatever they're saying. They're saying some nonsense, but I preach this left, right, it doesn't matter. I'm a free speech absolutist. You can't ban speech you don't like. That's what it means to be an American. And for me, it's one thing if you're a political partisan and you're just doing what's popular that day. It's another if you're actually grounded in principle. So I'll preach this to the left. I'll preach it to the Republican Party or anybody else. Free speech is the American way. And if you tell people they can't speak, that is when they scream. If you tell people they can't scream, that is when they tear things down. So in some ways, free speech is a precondition for peace in this country. Well, that's right. JFK and I'm keen said, to make sure that we do this correctly. I totally agree. JFK, when he was president, I'll butcher it, but he said, those that make peaceful demonstration impossible, make violent revolution inevitable. And that's where we are. And when I first saw you come on the scene, I read your book years ago and knew who you were and saw what you were saying. But when you... First up on the scene and your numbers you know, were, were just in a few digits. I said, man, this is the smartest guy out there. This is really exciting. And I said, regardless of whether he wins or not, he's doing an invaluable service of educating people. And maybe he gets elected president down the road. But now, because of all the factors, you have a real shot at it. People should go to your site. They should check it out. Vivek, that's V-I-V-E-K, 2024.com, Vivek2024.com, and follow you on Twitter. Thank you so much. We look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you, man. All right. Appreciate wow. It. Thank you, sir. Real guy, folks. They absolutely hate him. They're coming after him, and uh, yeah, that's what's going on here. So we are very, very excited to be talking to him and having him on air. That's what it's all about is to have a wider open discussion and wider open uh, debate. So I look forward uh, to speaking uh, to Vivek again in the near future. Now, the next clip I'm going to go to is, 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 is so important that I don't even have words to describe it. I couldn't sleep last night, got out of bed. I went to bed at like 10 o'clock, about 11. I just said, I can't sleep. So that only happens every once in a while. But I went down uh, to the computer and I spent like three hours just doing research and, you know, doing what I do. And I came across uh, the, 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 the six-minute clip I'm about to play. And then I ended up watching like an hour of the actual testimony. And man, the fact that the federal government, and, and, and he's right, they've got like seven, eight years of reports. But the last Senate report before Obama left office admitted hundreds of thousands of children smuggled in, tens of thousands of sex slavery. And since then, it's 400 plus thousand 80-something thousand, they don't know where they're at. I mean, think about that. One child's missing. It's a big deal, and it should be. 
and he's talking to the head of the program, and they're just giving excuses and going over this. And the New York Times knows this is coming out, so they're just talking about manual labor of 10-year-olds that don't go to school and don't get dinner and are used as slave labor. That's bad enough. No, a bunch of them are sex slaves. So if you wonder who this government is and what they stand for and who they are, this crime is so massive, how could anyone defend them or support them? So this really is the bellwether litmus test out of everything of just how out of, they're not just bringing in new voters. They are literally exploiting the living hell out of them. Here's part of the testimony. Senator Hawley. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Marcos, can I just start with you? You testified a moment ago to Senator Butler that every child gets a know your rights presentation. Is that correct? That is correct. Is that before or after you release them to labor traffickers? Senator, every child that comes into our care gets a Know Your Rights presentation as well as... Have you read these New York Times reports, these stories, the the series of stories the New York Times has done on the children who are in your care? Have you read them? Yes, I have. Have you read that children are... It's not the crew's fault. It's my fault. It's a six and a half minute clip, and I went to it too late, and you got to watch the whole clip. Again, I watched over an hour of the testimony. And, and, and the, the most sickening part is I usually fast forward to the Democrats, but I didn't last night. And it went on for like four hours, but I watched over an hour of it. They are defending the human smuggling of children. And there's no way. In fact, I need like 20 minutes to cover this because I need to start and stop this. And I know we've got a fourth hour guest host. Who do we got today? Royce Wright's a great guest. I don't want to take away from him. Maybe tomorrow I should start the show with this. I mean, this this six-and-a-half-minute clip is just un... She's like, yeah, there's 400,000 kids we just brought in. Yeah, we handed them over to people we don't know who they are. Can you call them? Well, not most of them. Uh, 89,000 or 87,000 are just completely gone. They don't even know where they're at. Yeah, it's true. And then he reads transcripts of meetings with the head of the program where they're like, we want them faster. We don't want any record. Remember what Biden did three months ago? He stopped the hundred and something dollar test that only takes like five hours to do. And they can tell if somebody is an uncle, a dad, a mom, a, a cousin, a third cousin. That's how good it is. They can do uh, a, a, a genetic test. It's like a paternity test, but it's a family test. So like, hey, you don't look like their dad or you got these drugged out kids that are on fentanyl, you know, a two-year-old, a five-year-old. They're passed out. You got them wrapped up in sleeping bags with ropes tying them up. Uh, and this is every day, thousands just surging and they're like, uh, do you keep tra- No, we just let them have them. <laughs> I mean, the government's gone, folks. And we're gone if we don't get funds to keep this operation on air. Don't make me prove it by us shutting down. If you fund us, we're not going anywhere. Plus, we got great products you need. So I told you the other sale was going to end. It's over. But Brain Force Ultra, that's different than Brain Force Plus. They're two different nootropics. It's, it's like a, apples and oranges or pineapples and watermelons. It's, it's, it's two different deals. Brain Force Ultra hits really quick. And then it dissipates in about two to four hours. That way I can, if I got to stay up late, I'm exhausted and coffee doesn't work. Once I'm at night, it makes me sleepy, actually. I can be at nine o'clock, got to do a show at like 11 for an hour. Boom, hit this. Totally clean. Go to bed in three, four hours. It's 60% off Brainforce Ultra is a fan favorite. Immune support, so important going into the fall and winter to get that. Organic green fiber, so good. All 
of these trace elements and amino acids that an anti-cancer stuff just flushes you out. Uh, so 60% off Brain Force Ultra, immune support 50% off, organic green fibers 50% off, vitamin D3 gummies 40% off, down and out sleep support amazing 40% off, whole food multivitamin 40% off, and super female vitality, which works on males. We're out of the mail. It's the same formula. They just put a pink label on it. So if you like super female vitality for libido, stamina, energy, and a fun operation, super female vitality 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Or triple eight two five three three one three nine, and my book's now shipping, signed and unsigned. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore.com. Last year we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening: The Plan to Defeat the Globalists and Launch the Second Great Renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself to the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now.